now, our feature presentation. Zach, we skipped last week. We did. Because you were uh, in Bollywood. Dollywood. Yeah. Dollywood. Dollywood. Yeah. Uh, I want you to tell me, because you're mm. a theme park guy, man. I need to break it down for me. I am. Uh, tell me a little bit about – I've never been to this place. I've heard of this place. I've seen videos of this place. I've seen videos of the food mm. mostly. Yeah. Uh, from a roller coaster fucking piece of shit perspective. How 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 does it stack up to to the places that you've been, or even like the places we've been we've been to get like we've both we've we've been to Carowinds together, but we've both been to Carowinds like so we both yeah. have that we know that together. How does it mm-hmm. how does it stand up? What what stood out to you? Hmm. Okay. Uh, I think roller coaster wise, uh, it's definitely on par with like Disney World. Like, there's not really too many like major standouts. Um, but the theming of the park is great. I think. Especially, you know, if you first go in and you take a right, actually, like, if you want to do the roller coasters, you actually want to take, like, the left-hand turn and, like, go around that way because that spits you straight out to where the roller coasters are and then it's a straight, you know, shot from there. Uh, But if you go right, it's actually, like, the first, like, quarter of the park uh, is actually, like, a really, like, colonial country-themed area. Like, there's a bunch of different, like shops and uh there's like dollywood's like a recreation of like dollywood's childhood home and all this other stuff and there's like a glass blowing center which was like really kind of cool uh that i didn't go in because it was too fucking hot and i was like i'm not going anywhere that has like open flames so yeah fuck um but there's a lot of cool like theming stuff like that um but then the the back three quarters of the park is where all the rides are um comparison wise i would say it has been a while since I've been to Carowinds, but I think Carowinds had overall better rides. Um, mm-hmm. I think there's a couple of standouts in Dollywood. One is the the Eagle Ride. I can't remember exactly what it was called, but it's basically like the coasters are like giant, like fucking the most patriotic thing I've ever seen, like giant bald eagles like spread out. And it's like, honestly, for you as a person that doesn't like roller coasters, Actually, I don't know. I guess it depends on your actual fear factor that comes with being in a roller coaster. But there's no bottom to it. Yeah, your feet are like hanging. Dude, it was so fucking sick. It was like that's easily number one coaster in the park was the, the Eagle one. There's another one as well that's like um, Twister something like that. It was like a tornado themed or something like that. That one was like really, really fun. Lots of twists and turns and upside downs uh, with that, which uh, I liked a lot. Um, other than that, there's not too many other standouts. There was one ride that I didn't do. I did. I wasn't able to do timing wise. We just got to the end and I was like, I'm not going to subject my family who's like ready to go to like make me 
to watch me like, you know, uh, stand in line for this last coaster, but it was the wooden roller, the one wooden, wooden roller coaster that they had that was like all wooden. Uh, I think it was called like Mount Thunder or something like that. Um, but I didn't get to go on that one. Um, but I'm sure that would have been rough because wood coasters are always like the roughest fucking thing in existence. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, the, I mean, the biggest thing that was a surprise to me was that like, and I don't know if it was just like the weather, like uh, me and my cousin were like talking to one of the worker guys because the whole time that we were there, we barely, we didn't stand in line like at all. Yeah. I think the longest we waited was uh, there was one that was like a, a Minecraft roller coaster. Actually, that one wasn't bad either. I just didn't go on it too many times because the line ended up getting backed up because uh, when we got into it, it said like five minute wait. And then we actually got in line and they decided that they were going to add a new cart, which like delayed by like 10 minutes. And then they also did a shift change. So nobody knew what the fuck they were doing or who was supposed to be going where, which also delayed it by like another 10 minutes. So we ended up waiting in that line for that was the longest wait we had the whole day. And I think that ended up taking us like 35 minutes or something like that. Okay. that we were waiting for that. But even then, like, yeah, like theme park wise, like 35 minutes for a roller coaster no. is like not that bad at all. That's fast. Like it was, it was the most shocking thing ever that yeah. like we got into the lines and it was like, most of them were like, you walk up, you get on, bam, you're done. Like it was yeah. crazy fast, which was like awesome and great for like the budget too. Cause it's like, Oh, you don't have to buy fast passes. Oh yeah. You fucking are the fast pass at that point. Um, but, but yeah, I think overall, um, I would compare it to like a Disney, I would compare it to Disney world. I think it's around there, at least like magic kingdom proper. I haven't actually been to like Epcot or, or not Epcot cause Epcot, I guess Epcot does have some rides, but like, um, what is it? The Hollywood, the one with star Wars and Marvel and all that mm-hmm. shit. I haven't been to, I didn't go to that park, uh, when I visited. So I don't know how those rides are, but, um, but like like Magic Kingdom proper, comparing it to Dollywood, I would put them on like the same level, especially like ride wise. Actually, ride wise, Dollywood might have better than Disney, because the only ride I really remember being like pretty good was like the Seven Dwarfs ride, I think. It's the only one I remember. I know that they're getting the Tron ride in there too, which like that'll yeah. be really fun. But like that wasn't ready when I was there. So yeah. As far as like what was available the last time I visited Disney. I think Dollywood might actually have them beat as far as rides are concerned. Which I don't I don't get how you live in Orlando for two years and haven't experienced everything at Disney. That's fucking expensive as fuck. Also, when I was there, Disney was closed for Oh yeah, a lot of it. Yeah, like almost a year. So We're gonna we're gonna we're planning on going uh, at some point. I don't know when. But we were looking at the resident passes and yeah, if you're a resident pass, you can get. I think it's like half off, which is really good. So, I mean, it's still fucking expensive, but we just don't. It's still expensive, but if you plan on going a bunch, then which you the know. thing is, that's the problem. I don't know if we will. Yeah, I mean, that's the other thing with the what is it, the annual pass or whatever. Like, if you plan on going a bunch, I think it, I think the a coworker when I was in Orlando like worked out the math to me, and I think if if you plan on visiting like, I think it's like four or five times in a year then the past like pays for itself but otherwise it's not worth it exactly i don't i can't say for sure if i would do that because i don't know five I, times is a lot to visit disney so well i saw a video on youtube i can't remember who the youtuber was but it's a popular like british guy mm-hmm. and he, he had a video uh at some british theme park 
where he mm-hmm. was like, the title of the video was like, I'm going to get over my fear of roller coasters. Mm-hmm. And it was just him riding progressively bigger roller coasters at this theme park and mm-hmm. him eventually like, at least in the video, saying he got over his fear. Mm. Who knows if it comes back? I don't know if he's lying or not. I'm, whatever. He seemed pretty legit. I mean, yeah. At that point, you just have to trust his subjective. Like, I got over it. So and he seemed pretty legit, legitimately feared about, scared about it. But each, okay. like, he progressively got over it by getting on smaller roller coasters and getting on the bigger. And like, it, it was like the thing where he would like ride a small one, freak out, freak out, freak out, and then ride the small one and then be like, okay, cool, this is easy. I, this is fun. And then get to yeah. the next lo- next one and be like, okay, this is terrifying. And then and then mm-hmm. ride it and be okay. And then whatever, get to the bigger one, same thing. And then I was just like looking at it, being like, man, could I do? I can- I've done a lot of stuff in my life that is scary. Mm. You know, I've been hurt on purpose. I've been pepper sprayed and tased and all this stuff. Yeah. But there's no way in fucking hell I'm going to strap myself into a man-made death machine. For the sake of maybe having fun. And fun machine. I don't know, so. man. Like, I, I can get into a car, which obviously more people die every year. Um, but I can't. I, there's something about a roller coaster, man. That just It's the fear of heights, I mean, probably. I think the probably. I mean, it might be the fear of heights. Also, it's probably the fact that, like, at least in a car, like, you have some control. Oh, over yeah. That, that's the big thing. coaster, you really don't. You have to just trust the machine's going to work the way it's supposed to work. So. Yeah. And the moment you, you know. blind faith that goes along with being in a roller coaster, like, this is going to work. So. Which we know it doesn't work all the time. No, it doesn't work all the time. At least with the car, I can be like, oh, that person fucked up driving. Mm. But, excuse me, Zach, this is our wrap-up episode. It is. For June, technically. You know, it's July 10th right now, but it's our <laughs> wrap-up episode where we talk about everything that we checked out in the previous month that necessarily wasn't part of the topics of the previous month, which I don't think we really – we had, like, two last month so it doesn't really that matter yeah. um but this is kind of talk about, yeah talk about everything that we've been checking out uh exterior from those topics um yes. any sort of manga comic book movie just anything we've been consuming uh, pop culture wise uh mm-hmm. so zach man what's the first thing on your wrap-up Oh, I got quite the list this month. So, um, let's just get it out of the way. Okay, so Stranger Things 4 ended. It did. Uh, yes, it two did. episodes came out. Um, I think it's probably my favorite season yet outside of season one. I would have to rewatch season one to rank it again. But it was really really fucking good yeah uh four three one two mm, that's okay. how, how i rank it for me personally Two's definitely the worst i don't yeah. even remember what happened in two but i remember i was born out of my fucking yeah, mind two's terrible but i agree three was really good man uh i didn't watch for part one mm-hmm. uh, my fiance and i we stayed up until three in the morning to watch to watch Ooh. them okay uh, we couldn't do that this time yeah um so we watched it the night friday night and mm-hmm. we loved it, man. We had a great time. We had a, little, a really good time. Um, spoilers, obviously, coming up. Um, yes. I we The whole time we knew, we were trying to figure out who was going to die. And I, I think I said this on the pod, part one. We talked about part one, I think. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. I, but going into the season, I said, I said this to my fiance. I said, listen, man. If Steve dies, 
Yeah. Not only will I cancel my dad's Netflix subscription for him, because that's, <laughs> that's who I use to watch the show. I will cancel his subscription. I will write a 60-page manifesto <laughs> and post it online about how the only character that has actual character progression is the character you die. You kill. And yeah. that he didn't die, but I still feel like he might at season five. And if he does, same thing uh, I mean, that's the thing, is that now that... Well, this is the other thing. Okay, so... I feel like we had the conversation. Didn't they say that this was gonna be the last fucking season? No, it's the it's the it's the penulti- penultimate season. They said that okay, so they did say that they're I felt like I'd heard that this was gonna be the last no, one. No, five is the last. Even the trailer for season four says every every uh, ending has a beginning and this is the like right. the beginning of the end. Um yeah, so I feel like Steve could probably still die. It'd, uh, it'd be a mistake too. It'd be a I think mistake. it would be a major mistake. Especially, yeah, even in this season. Although I will say that I like what they did with Eddie a lot. Uh, rest in peace. Uh, having one of the fucking most metal fucking solos of all time. I, I do want to say, though, um, about Eddie. Because, yeah, that, that, his, his whole scene, um, his death sequence made me cry. It legit made me dude, cry. It made me fucking shed a tear, dude. Especially when he fucking was like, I didn't run away this time. I was like, God fucking damn it, Duffer brother. Yeah, so that that death made me cry. And then, and then they doubled up when Dustin talks mm-hmm. to his uncle. Yeah. It made me cry there, too. <laughs> but the, That whole uh, fucking scene in the fucking shelter, I couldn't deal with that shit, dude. But the uh, Eddie death scene where he says, I didn't run away this time, right, or yeah. whatever. I, mm-hmm. I literally had to, like... I told uh, my fiance, I was like, "Listen, this, 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 this elicits, this pulls on the same heartstring." Zach, do you how how um, familiar are you with Saving Private Ryan? Very familiar. Okay, so you know at the end of the movie where Matt Damon, mm-hmm. old Matt Damon, is at the yeah. gravesite and he looks to his wife and says, "Did I did I earn it?" Yeah. And like I watched the movie knowing that I'm going to cry at that scene. Because mm-hmm. when first off Tom Hanks dies, he goes earn this. I'm like, okay, that's that's yeah. that's brutal. And then to cut to old man with a whole family there, and he looks at his wife, and he's crying. He's like, did I earn it? That uh, boom, done. Yeah, it's like that that scene, and then oh. and Forrest Gump when he finds out that he has a son, and, oh. he, and he's talking to Jenny, and he mm-hmm. he goes, is he like me? And he like he like taps himself, like he knows he's yeah. he knows he's handicapped. Yeah, Dunza. Done Every so. time. So, oh. uh, for, so for Eddie to be like, I didn't run away this time. It's the same exact thing as that I earned this. Like, this, it's yeah. the same exact it's type of thing. It's that same feeling. Well, it's like, and it's like, his arc is not an unfamiliar arc. Like, it's definitely something that, like, I've seen before, but, like. And they set it up. When that is done right, that is fucking powerful shit. Yeah. Like, to have somebody who's, like, a coward and, like, I mean, they kind of emphasized it a little hard where, like. You have the beginning of them going into their fucking battle plan mode. And he's yeah. like, look at us. We're not heroes. And I was like, fuck, yeah. dude. If they fucking kill him, god damn it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I do want to say, though. Um, and then he fucking played Master of Puppets. And I fucking, like, jumped up on my couch. Because I was like, fuck yeah, dude. That's way better than fucking running up the hill. Fucking Master yeah, of Puppets. Uh, uh, exterior to that. Speaking of that song. Which, when that song came up, I, like, was singing it the whole time. Oh, yeah. Um, but, um. Young people, man. I ranted last time about about Kate Bush. I'm gonna oh rant, yeah, dude. I'm gonna Everybody rant. fucking mis- rediscovering Metallica. Dude, I'm gonna rant right now, man. These motherfucking kids, dude, and even even the old people too, man. Motherfuckers. These people are trying to gatekeep Metallica. Yeah. 
I saw people like I saw a TikTok post of a of a literally one of the most popular rock yeah, bands of I, all time. I saw a, a, a kid I thought it was like a sixteen year old girl or something like who was a huge like Metallica fan like had the battle jacket and the, all the records and the posters on the wall. She's a huge clearly a huge fan, mm-hmm. and she said in her post like, "Oh now great now, I don't want Metallica to be the the straight that band from Stranger Things blah blah blah," and I'm like, "It's fucking Metallica, dude." Yeah, like, I'm sorry, but, like, they're I, the most, like, pop metal band of all time. You want to gatekeep Kate Bush, I get it. Because who the fuck is that? Yeah, like if nobody you, knows if, if, if you are If you are 15 years old and you tell me, and your parents don't like Kate Bush, and you tell me you love Kate Bush after Stranger Things, I'm going to yeah. be like, I don't believe you. I don't <laughs> believe you. Now, if I you knew told, Kate Bush first. If you told me about Kate Bush two years ago and you're 15 years old, I'd be like, okay, you like some... You like you, some Patty Smith like type. Right. You like Patty Smith. You like some new wavy. Sh- okay, <clears> cool. <throat> that's fine. I, then I believe you because I don't know who the fuck that is. But if you tell me after post Max scene, I don't mm-hmm. fucking believe you. I don't yeah. believe you. But if you tell me you like Metallica before Stranger Things, of course you do because yeah. Metallica is quite literally Baby's first metal band. Yeah, I mean they're yeah they're like pop metal like and I still love them but like they're like. Of all of the metal bands that exist, they are the most popular metal band of all time. Of, I would of the say. four big thrash bands, which Metallica yeah. is the biggest, mm-hmm. that's the one that everyone knows. Every yeah. you can find their shirts at Walmart. Yeah, you still can. Like, it's not. It's 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 a it's. it's not play, that exclusive of a. Yeah, they play they play Lollapalooza and like they yeah. they're not a small band. They're not an indie band. So to act like. You're, people were gonna like have not heard the phantom. Yeah, not have turned on the radio at any point in life and heard like I can say this without a shadow of a doubt. <clears throat> I have never heard the Kate Bush version of that song in my life until yeah. Stranger Things. I've mm-hmm. heard the placebo version because mm-hmm. I like placebo. I thought that was their song. Yeah. But no one who listens to guitar music or even has a dad or a mom or a brother mm-hmm. who has listened to guitar music. Could, like if not you, like if you like that. rap if you if your family likes like rap music and that's it you I can believe that you never heard the song before I can believe that yeah but if you have a family member that like guitar music mm-hmm. at any given point in your fucking life you have you have heard at least two seconds of Master of Puppets yeah just turn on the radio you've heard bah, bah, or at some point or even the chorus yeah. you've heard it or even mm-hmm. the solo you've heard the end of the song. We've all heard that song before. It's like saying you've never heard "Don't Stop Believing." You fucking heard the song. Yeah. Or I don't fucking know, believe. Or like "Dream On," we've heard. We've heard. You've heard it. Yeah. "Free Bird," you've heard it. So to act like we're gonna pretend like Metallica isn't the fucking epitome yeah. of like massive band. Mainstream metal. Shut yeah. the fuck up, dude. Shut yeah. the. It was a great song. Like literally, when the song came on. Which, by the way, I, I was like not was not expecting that because no, nothing that he's wearing. Well, I wasn't expecting because I feel like Metallica has always been the band that is like super like guarded over their shit, aren't they? For the most part, yeah. Like they don't usually like lend their stuff out to like movies or TV shows or anything. Yeah, like. I, I think they're um, I think they're starting to like lit up a lot of stuff. Mm. I think I don't know if they're trying to like call it quits soon and try and reel all that money in. I mean, that would be smart. But also, if you... I was telling this to Savannah. For a long time... And I could be getting this wrong. Mm-hmm. But I, th- I think this is accurate. 
for a long time, they're super controlling over, they've been controlling over their license, mm-hmm. which I'm fine with. The Beatles are the same way. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure, like, one of the first major uses of Metallica was the West Memphis 3 documentary from the 90s on HBO. Mm. Might have been. Right? Because I'm pretty sure that, I, don't, I can't remember what song they used in that, in that documentary, but it happened right right around, the documentary came out right around the same time as the actual, at the actual case. Mm-hmm. And if we all remember, put on our last podcast hats. Yes. That case is about three metalheads. Yep. Apparently the Duff Brothers that came out and said that Eddie's based on one of the one of those kids. Did you? Did they say that? I didn't hear yeah, that. Yeah, they they confirmed that. But some yeah. they Metallica lets them use one of the songs because they're metalheads who are, you know, unfairly treated because they're because they're metalheads, right? So yeah. that Metallica lets that be used. If if I'm Metallica, and I get the script. And literally, Eddie Munson is West Memphis 3. No, he's a metalhead in a small town. Yeah. They think he's satanic. He's on the run. Yeah, it's the same fucking thing. Just, just in the biggest media online franchise. Yeah. Why would I not let you use my biggest song? Yeah, and also to like give him a hero moment. Like, yeah. Yeah, to make your song look fucking good. Yeah, like now, why would you Sure, it should have been Slayer raining, raining blood. Oh, um, that would have been good. Or, you know, a Madhouse by Anthrax or something. But that's fun. Master Puppets makes Honestly, sense. you could have done, like, Iron Maiden Run to the Hills. That would have been fucking yeah. killer. But Master Puppets makes sense lyrically. Yeah. It makes complete sense. Speed-wise, mm-hmm. it makes sense. But, yeah, man, I, I enjoyed the, the, the final two episodes. I mean, it tells me that, like, the next season has to be the straight-up fucking... Rambo. It's kind of, well, I don't even know how they're going to even, like, go about the next season. Because, yeah, you like you end this season and it's like, okay. First of all, we both have the thought that, like, Max is dead, right? Like, that's the ending of the season is that she fucking died? No, I think her mind's captured by Vecna. I think she's dead. Because I thought the whole point with the portals was that you needed to have them dead to, like, make the uh like the energy work and that's why when 11 brought her back it like fucking put pause and everything and then you go to the end and the portals are back up so to, in my mind that makes me think that she's dead i think vecna cap- her mind was already gone before yeah. the portals reopened I, I think that the mind meld shit and there was nothing there so yeah i think that they wouldn't have showed her they wouldn't have purposely made her in a coma for no reason yeah they could just killed her fair. and made it been more brutal I guess my thought with that would be, like, if if it was just that, like, he captured her mind, then, like, why they why did the portal even stop at all? I guess would be my thinking. Because, like, as far as, like, what they've shown us, she was just in a coma the whole time. So, for me, the only thing that could have changed is that she died. And then that let the energy be released again. That was yeah, my thinking. Yeah, I, I think that her... I think that... Well, she did die. And yeah. Then, and then that... They brought, she, brought, she brought her back to life. Yeah. So I think that she's alive and her mind essence is out there somewhere in the upside down. Just yeah. floating around and they're going to have to put it back in her body like fucking anime style. I don't know. I mean, at this point, it's like if I was Max, I'd be like, I don't even want my soul back in my body, dude. Like all my arms are broken. I'm fucking blind now. Like I bet. I bet. But, to the fucking afterlife. We don't know if she's blind or not. Maybe the healing. Who knows? I don't, I mean, when she, oh no, I guess, 
that was before Eleven brought her back. Yeah, but who knows? It wasn't really like healed, healed, and no, she no, still no, no, she had some giant fucking cataracts yeah, on her. Yeah, who knows so. what what Elle's healing could have done or what whatever. But also, know. are we gonna not talk about the fact that now she has like Jedi mind healing, like just some other fucking power that they just like look? I like this season a lot. They're doing Jedi shit where they're yeah. just like pulling powers out of their ass to like do whatever the fuck they want to do. If season like, fuck, five, she can fucking bring people back to life. If season five isn't the military man being like, okay, gotcha, we need to have her. If yeah. season five isn't like they they pull up to Hawkins to L and Hopper, and then mm-hmm. the military guy opens a van and it's the other numbers that still are still alive, like them like in fucking combat. Well, it's just the one number, right? Just the one like number eight girl or whatever. Well, there's, there's all the other people too that they're with. I thought they all got massacred. I don't remember. Did they? No, the, yeah, no, the, the people from season story. two. They all got... People from season two. Well, none of those were numbers. Those were just regular fucking people. Just only the girl was a number? Only the only the one girl, yeah. I the one that, who, I like, the, create illusions. I thought the guy had powers, too. No, I think one she the was the only one. Well, then she has to the, show up then, right? The Indian girl. Well, then she has to show up then, doesn't she? She, I would think that they would bring her back. You have to bring her back so they can fight fucking... I don't know. I feel like the Duffers forget so many of the things that they write for these fucking seasons. Like, I feel like there's just so much shit that they just leave by the wayside. They're like, oh, don't worry, but no, we don't remember that shit. It's so funny, dude, because a couple weeks ago before uh, part two came out, uh, Mm. we went to um, a world of beer around here that had trivia. Mm -hmm. And we were going to, it was Stranger Things trivia. Mm -hmm. And like the, one of the first questions was like, um, what in season two, what is L's, um, like long lost sister's name oh, and, and then bonus point if you know her number and we're like okay we know it's number eight i know it's number eight yeah i know, I know, her, no, I know her number is number eight i don't remember but what the fuck name literally is. every episode every time we watch that season we skip that episode so i never <laughs> i never i've heard it one time and i just don't hear it ever again yeah uh, it's cow that whole episode is just her right it's just her in number eight or whatever her it's her in that group, group of people yeah right like there's not even anybody else in that episode no one else relevant that matters yeah um, but yeah, man, Stranger Things season five coming yeah. out in three years. They said 2024, I thought, right? Is I, it I two? Don't know. I, I, they better be smart to get it over with. I think it's two years. Well, that was the other thing that like got me upset. I was like, okay, so now it's gonna be two years. So they're gonna even look less like their fucking children at this yeah, point. Yeah. Like they're just gonna be full grown adults. Yeah. Like I already don't believe. Also, I don't think I like how much they pushed pushed Nancy this season because I think she's an overall boring character and to have her have her like Rambo scene with the shotgun and yeah. I was like you don't deserve this moment no. Steve deserves this Steve moment Steve moment. should have the shotgun literally Steve Steve, Steve gets beat up every season he got fucking eight by fucking giant demon bats and he, he still didn't get to do anything he gets beat up every season doesn't get the girl ever and he's just, no. he's just happy. Once again, he did not get the girl because fucking what's his face showed back up. He's just happy to like look at his friend as she gets the girl, and that's yeah. cool and all. But at the end of season five, when Steven is the one who or Steve survives and he lives, yeah. it better be a goddamn. He better get a, have like an orgy of happiness or something. It better be insane. <laughs> it better, he better be like it better be yeah. like fucking literally Phoebe Cates like fucking you know deep faked. <laughs> car breaks down in Hawkins and Steve's there or something. It better be something crazy because there's no way you can 
beat this man up for five seasons, not give him something. Yeah, not give him a satisfying ending. Yeah. Oh my god. And that's not that's not dying. Also, uh, Hopper had his Hellboy moment, which I thought was very funny. Yeah. He fucking got. Okay, man. first of all, I like the sword bit. That sword was hot as fuck. There's no way he could have just picked that shit up. That lip well, shit he, was literally Hellboy, just roasted. Forget it. He's Hellboy. He has... I mean, he was Hellboy. Look, if he if we're gonna go with the theory that he is Hellboy, which I'm fine with, that he's Hellboy in this universe, he's got some weird magic illusion that's hiding his horns. I'm all cool with that. It's fine. All right, then pick up your fucking hell sword and cut off a demon's head. Hell yeah. yes. But otherwise, if you're human, that sword's too hot. I'm just gonna say. All right, so I'm gonna predict that season five. We're going to get two songs out of that season, too. Uh, We're going to get two big songs, for sure. Yeah, it's going to be... One's gonna what be, songs will it be, though? That's the thing. Yeah, one's going one's gonna to be suck fucking random. Yeah, um, something's going to be something that nobody's ever heard of in their entire lives. Mm-hmm. Or, like, five people have, and then they'll say that they were the, the ones who knew it before everybody else. And one's going to be super popular. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think, like, late 80s pop music... Um, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll come up with a running list before the season comes out. Yeah. Unfortunately, they, would, they probably wouldn't dig back into metal again because they killed the one metal character that yeah. they had. I Unless, like what they did with the one metal character they had, though, because they didn't actually make him, like, some fucking druggy goofball. Like, I feel like they normally try to make metalhead characters. Oh, well, he's a druggy, just not... I mean, he's a druggy, but he's not, like, a, I don't know. He's not strung out the I feel like time. it's usually more cartoonish in the way that they betray metalheads, yeah. so... He's just not like strung out and like you know he's not yeah. stoned all the time. Well, he's strung out, but he's not strung out because of drugs. He's strung yeah. out because he saw a girl literally. Well, I think I think it would have. I think if Argyle wasn't there, they would they would have went with that route. Yeah, I could have seen that. But but having the California stoner, you don't need to have the metalhead stoner too. Yeah, that's a little too much. I was fine with the California stoner. You know, Argyle grew on me by the end. I didn't like him at first, but he grew on me at the end. Uh, speaking of Metallica, though. Ooh, okay. The um, not really, not really, but speaking of music. Not really. Uh, the first thing I checked out this month, which is not, I don't have too many things. Um, mm-hmm. I was reading a manga of an anime that I love. I've never read it mm-hmm. before. And it's called uh, Beck Mongolian Chop Squad. Oh, I haven't watched this, but uh, or read this, but I've heard that it's really solid. Gigguk talked about it once. It's like one of his favorite manga of all time. Okay. Uh, well, I, I love the anime. I grew up watching it uh, in like in middle school, high school era. Um, mm. And I'd never read the manga before, but I knew the manga had was way better. Just never got mm. around to it, so I read that. Uh, really, really, really fun, solid um, story and source uh, manga. Good art, very like '90s style um, mm. fashion, which is really cool. Really clean art. It's a music manga about a guy who is a dweeb and mm-hmm. he's not sure what's going on in his life. And he ends up playing guitar. He meets a guy who's like an American Japanese guy. He's in mm-hmm. a rock band. He wants to be in a rock band and they make a band. They start touring the world and it's really, really fun and really cool. And, um, it's my favorite genre of manga, which is like, not it's the, it's the like slice of lifey. Mm. It's the space brothers. It's the blue giant. Mm. It's, the, it's the shit like that where it's like, it's not it's not battle manga, 
Yeah. It's like sports manga, but not sports manga. Just, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, but Beck's really good. I really, really had a good time with it. I'm glad I, I finally got to read the manga. Um, mm-hmm. What it did, though, is like made me listen to so many bands I have listened to in so long because like some the art the manga could like will like do chapter covers of like inspirations of other of album covers with like the characters mm. from the manga so it's like a lot of different uh, late nineties late nineties bands that were popular a lot of like grungy stuff because um, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure like in the anime their band's like a rap rock band okay so it's like and that's in the manga too. They say he's, he's he raps, so it's not like they're so it's like that. It's like that Rage Against the Machine, Lincoln like, Park, like that. Of. Yeah, like two guitar players, kind of like new metally kind of sound because popular yeah. time, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. So I haven't dived into that yet, but just listening to some uh, other grunge stuff that they, that he references, um, it's a good time, man. I have a really good time. And the, the main romance in the manga, it's the main character is a good dweeby guy who gradually gets cooler. But the girl is the his friend's sister, and they're American, mm. Japanese American, so like they're like not necessarily the most Japanese, like traditional. Gotcha. But they they play her like the um. What's the jap? What's the anime term? Like the mean girl, but she's sweet inside. Oh, the scenario thing. Yeah, they play it like that, but she's also like the manic pixie dream girl. Oh, uh, okay. But she's like, but she has like, interesting combination. Okay. Yeah, like she's like the girl who's like, she's mean and she's tough because she's American mm-hmm. and but then she's Japanese too. But then she's emotional and like he's the kind of like a soft emotional boy. Mm-hmm. But then also like, her purpose is to like make his life seem, to like help him like, open up his eyes to the world type thing. Mm-hmm. So it's that it's that pixie dream girl motive. Mm-hmm. But not necessarily everything she does is Pixie Dream Girl. It's not just mm-hmm. Natalie Portman from Garden State. It's not just it's not just Zoe Deschanel in every movie ever. Oh my god! But it's it's a good it's a good manga, especially if you like music. So um, yeah, it's not as good as Blue Giant in terms of like. Mm, okay. Blue Giant's about music, right? Like the th- music theory, like jazz, like playing mm-hmm. jazz, like jazz history, like the the elements of jazz. Whereas Beck is more like the human story of being in a band. Yeah, that's kind of good. that's kind of what I thought from what Giga said is yeah, it's like more about the journey of like being in a band and like touring the world and like all of the ups and downs that come with like yeah. actually being in like a in like an actual band. Yeah, it's not, than like, it's not about like him like talking about chord progression and like music theory. Whereas like Blue Giant, he'll like. It's not like him trying to be like the greatest guitarist in the world or no, whatever. No, no, no. Yeah. He's just trying to he's trying to have fun in the band and like and like make that his yeah. and make it his job. Whereas in like something like Blue Giant, he the main character is like obsessed with jazz and mm-hmm. he'll they'll go through the performance sequences where he's actually like thinking about the the elevation of the music and all kind of stuff and. Mm-hmm. Beck, Beck has so, those kind of scenes, but it's not necessarily the same. They'll have performance sequences where they don't talk about it. It's just like just to just draw them performing, um, right? So, but it's a really fun manga, man. It's and it, it's a really good. It gets really um, emotional here and there, but it's it's a good time. So I had a good time with that. Yeah, no, for sure, dude. That sounds super fucking rad. No, I need to check that out at some time because yeah, I've heard about that manga for a while, and even on like my. 
uh, my site that I use to track stuff uh, in like the manga section back is always up there near the top of like some of the top rated manga. So oh, nice. Um, okay. Uh, well, the next thing I did was I finished Guardians of the Galaxy the game. Oh, nice. Uh, this month. Uh, I think when I talked to you last, I think I only had like three or four chapters left uh, of the game. So I finished that out. Um, it's super fun. I don't know if I have too much more to add on to what I said last time. Like, I think the, the combat and the gameplay, uh, especially with like, you interacting with the other guardians and being able to have like the different ammo types as well. And like being able to mix and match all that kind of stuff together for all these different like enemy encounters. And especially it's a certain point where like, there's like a pseudo stagger system. So like once you get like some tougher enemies down a little bit and like, you know, weaken them, then you can like do these interesting, like team up combo finishers where like each guardian like gets in a swipe and then you like fucking take out a big dude. Um, I fucking fought a giant ice dragon, so that was pretty sick. Uh, that was like the big boss battle where I kind of left off, and so like I got uh, so I basically when I jumped back in, like that was the level I started off with, which which ended with like this giant uh giant boss battle against this dragon on this alien planet, which was super fun. Uh, there's only like a couple of boss battles like that in the game where there's actually like big monsters, like there's that one, and I think in like the first or second level, you face like a octopus thing but with not as many tentacles i don't know um but yeah overall you know it was pretty fun uh adam warlock also shows up near like you know uh three quarters of the way through the game so like seeing the way he interacts also i haven't read too much stuff with adam warlock so i didn't realize he, he talked like a fucking pompous asshole uh and i was like oh this is why nobody fucking draws or writes Adam Warlock anymore, because he's fucking annoying as shit. There's also, uh, he's one of those characters that, like, <clears throat> I mean, it's a character that fits well for, like, the 70s. Yeah. Like, an older era of comp. Like, he's kind of, it's, doesn't really play well in modern comics. No, and his dynamic, like, in with the Guardians of the Galaxy is also a little strange. I mean, he basically, like, they fit him in by tying him into, like, who the bad guy of the game actually is. It's basically, like, a dark aspect to Adam Warlock's powers. So it's, like, that kind of, like, weird yin-yang thing that they've got going on. Um, And then, like, the final, final thing is, like, he, like sucks the powers back up, but they ended up taking him over. And so you have like a an ending and then you have like a, you have like the pseudo ending and then you have like the boss battle and then the final ending. Um, but uh, I mean, overall I had a great time with it. I like what they did with all the guardians. Um, I liked all their designs. There's like plenty of different costumes that are fun uh, for them too. Like there's a couple of different like original ones. And then they also take some that are like just straight from the comics, which is fun too. Um, and then, yeah, I think my biggest complaint, which is what I said last time, which is they just fucking talk too goddamn much Yeah. out of cutscenes. Like, in cutscenes, it's fine, and I like the way that, like, they write the Guardians off of each other. Like, I think it's very close to, like, the James Gunn writing style, which I think works well for, like, the Guardians of the Galaxy, like, as a team. Um, but outside of cutscenes, they just talk too fucking much. Yeah. It's, like, non-fucking-stop. Um, 
it just got to a point where I was just like, all right, I'm going to listen to my podcast. I'm just going to fucking <laughs> yeah, whatever the game. fuck you're saying. And I'll pause it when a fucking cutscene pops up. Cause yeah. like, I can't fucking deal with this shit. Yeah. Um, but other than that, like it was a fun time. So that's cool, dude. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll piggyback off you though. Uh, talk about Marvel. Mm. Uh, yesterday, uh, I saw, uh, Thor four. Oh yeah. Love and Thunder in RPX here. Uh, at my at my first time seeing a movie in this in my local theater now. Oh okay. So it was Taika a test. Waititi's second round uh, with the God of Thunder himself. Yeah, and this was my test run at this theater. It was a very nice theater. It was the first one of the first theaters I've been to in a long time, where okay. you actually have to get a popcorn, get your snacks, and then and go through a ticket line. Oh what? Huh? Yeah, because the theaters in Charleston do the IMAX in Charleston. Well, all the theaters I've been to are like that too. So you get the concessions and then you buy your ticket? No, you buy your ticket, whatever, right? Uh But then you – in Charleston, none Mm -hmm. of the theaters were doing ticket taker. You would just go get your ticket either at the the fucking convenience, Mm -hmm. at the food depot, Mm -hmm. and get your ticket there too, and then just walk into – no one was checking tickets. Right, in Charleston, yeah. Uh, yeah, all the ones I've, I've been to recently have all also had tickets. So people, for so. me, it's like this is – it was weird because for the first time in years, I've had someone, someone actually look at my ticket. Yeah, and make sure you're going where you're supposed yeah. to go. Yeah, then also the RPX in Charleston is ass. It's yeah, terrible. It's not- the, the seats suck. The mm-hmm. bay audio sucks. The screens fall, whatever. Yeah. This RPX was not as big as IMAX screen, but mm-hmm. thankfully we're in the last row – and the bar in IMAX is usually too high, at least at Charleston. The bar is too high, so you, you're missing some of the screen if you're not tall enough because the bar is in the way. Right. This bar was low enough to where you can see the screen was not blocked at all, which is perfect. Oh, that's good. And then two, visual, uh, video quality, perfect, right? Look okay. great. Three, dude, the fucking seats moved. Like the seats – like when the bass would happen, the seats would shake. Oh, that's fucking crazy. So they put the base like underneath the seat, so the seat was like a four D thing. That's pretty cool. So I was like, this is this was absolutely worth it. Yeah. Um, but now the movie was was the movie worth it though? The movie was not worth it. The movie okay. was if I had to give it a rating out of out of ten stars, I'd give it a five out of ten. So like, how much worse is it? Than Ragnarok, because I remember, I think I remembered that we both liked Ragnarok quite a bit. I don't think it's actually much worse than Ragnarok. I okay. just think that I'm personally, I think we don't need to have Thor be a goofball completely, which is what he yeah. is. They've made this character kind of stupid. like the first time that they did it in Ragnarok, it was kind of fun, but now it's kind of felt like that that's just all they want to do with Thor. Yeah, it is. It is the James Gunn effect where like, yeah, Taika Waititi has a style. And mm-hmm. I don't like that style with everything. Yeah. It worked fine with Ragnarok, and now that I have one more movie of it, I don't need it. I, I'm, yeah. over, I'm over it. Per, it's a personal preference. I'm over it. Are it's, you now excited for his Star Wars movie that he's trying to no, do? No, I, I don't. If he makes a different movie, cool, because he can he can make a movie. Yeah. But the style of like this humor, and it's literally James Gunn. It's James Gunn, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, in terms of what their what the formula is, like put some music right. in there. Literally, like Guardians of the Galaxy is just fucking. It's the same fucking thing. We're gonna put some music, classic well, music in there. You know. Well, that was my other question with it: is how much 
are the Guardians actually in this movie? Because I know that they kind of uh, kind of have to just start the beginning. Bit. It's just the beginning. It's just the beginning yeah. bit. Okay. The I actual know story because that's basically where he ends in Endgame, which is that yeah. it's going to be with Guardians. It's just the beginning, and the actual storyline is it's serviceable, I guess. Like it's fine. Yeah, I know that one of the guys that I I don't watch him all the time, but um. His, uh, I don't know, you might know him, Young Rippa on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I watch some of his comic book videos from time to time, and like him going through like how much they like fucked with Gores yeah. as a character, yeah. and then to hear Christian Bale just be like, "Yeah, I just didn't feel like doing it," and I'm like, "Motherfucker, you're like the method actor, dude. What the fuck you mean you didn't feel like doing it?" Yeah, and and having Taika Waititi like make it the comedic stuff, it really changes, it alters the complete story. Yeah. If, if we're trying to tell the one-to-one story, which obviously they're not trying to do, but like right. to tell the that complete God Butcher story from that run, it, it, the, the the run's very serious. Well, it also feels like I mean that character in alone just doesn't feel like it deserves to be in a what tight what no it doesn't it's not, like just that name alone like Gore the God Butcher like that is not a character that shows up in a YTT film. No. It is and, given and like it's a very kind of... like serious and also like, just Thor's journey in that run. It's not the same thing as what Thor's journey is in the movie, um, which is right. fine. But the, the, the part of that story, why that story is so good, is because of that that personal journey for for Odin's son, mm-hmm. which he's not he's not necessarily going through in this movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, as a Natalie Portman fanatic fan, like mm-hmm. she's she's fine in the movie, but she's not built for humor. Mm. I think that's always kind of been her problem because i feel like she's tried to be in comedic stuff before and she's just not she's not really built she's for built that. for like serious stuff yeah. dramatic stuff or the one role of man pixie dream girl yeah which is not necessarily a comedy it's an indie flick so it's like you know right. it has its own little subgenre but mm-hmm. she's not necessarily she's not terrible in the movie she's not bad but there's a couple scenes that are just kind of like awkward like there's a scene it's where um comedic timing necessarily or just it just well, doesn't i think work. the big thing too is comedic timing yeah you, you can be told when to drop right. the comedy but if you don't necessarily have that like chris Hemsworth can play it up and it works for him you know right um there's a scene in the movie where her and valkyrie are talking and like can i just tell you the scene yeah that's fine it's irrelevant to the story i probably won't watch it until it comes out on disney plus so. Right, so there's a, they're having a conversation about going on this journey mm-hmm. and they're talking about like what they're, what are they bringing with them? And Jane's like, I have my hammer. And then Valkyrie's like, oh, I got my daggers and my knives and all this kind of stuff. And then she pulls out this little like sphere. Close, it looks like a soda can, but it's like black and has like blue lights on it. And mm-hmm. Jane's like, Oh, you, you brought a hand grenade. And she goes, Oh no, it's a, it's a portable speaker. And she hits the button and it starts playing like this like R and B song. And okay. then she starts like bobbing her head. And then Jane starts like, bobbing her head too but it's, it's a it's like white like i think that's the best way i can describe it like right the rhythm rhythmically doesn't look as smooth as it as it as valkyrie does i don't know just right. not having dance i don't know even though she's in black swan but like yeah there's a couple times like that was there's, there's the whole there's a running gag in the movie where she's like trying to find her like catchphrase mm-hmm. she's like oh i'm gonna hit you with my hammer and like all these like different catchphrasey things that just don't it does not work for me. Mm. Um, I think the movie in the story of Jane 
Jane going through cancer could have been could have been more effective if he made a serious movie. Right. I mean, that feels like a serious topic type of thing. It doesn't feel like something that like it's really easy to like have a YTT style with that, which I mean, I guess, I mean, he did Jojo rabbit. So I guess he's able to like sometimes take like serious things and make them comedic, but, but I don't think it needs to be comedic. He's also very serious at a lot of points. There's, 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 if you look at the, just the run, the Jason Aaron run, at least Mm -hmm. I haven't read, I haven't read it in a long time, but from my memory, like Jane was like going, like, was like, she looked messed up. Like she looked rough. Like she was bald from the chemo and, was mm-hmm. like really really frail and like I know that Marvel beef like they physically made Mally Portman taller in like CG to mm-hmm. make to make her taller than Valkyrie and all this kind of stuff and whatever. Well, what they should have done was do that, but then also like make Mally Portman more frail. So yeah. there's scenes where we see her not in Thor, mm-hmm. she like drops the hammer or whatever, and she's like, but she looks like she's normal Mally Portman, maybe with mm-hmm. some like bags on her eyes and stuff like that. You're going through chemo. Like, I assume that you would be shaving your head. I get you don't want to shave your head for the movie. Wear a bald cap. Fucking Eleven did it. Yeah. Like, there are some things that I think they could have done to make the character look more... Like, make the shift from Jane, the cancer patient, to, to the mighty Thor look more staggering, and they didn't do that. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's a, a, a similar thing that's been going on with a lot of Marvel stuff lately. And not all of it, but I feel like... And I haven't watched everything, but I feel like the one thing that I've been seeing with, like, quite a few different Marvel things is just that, like, especially in, like, Phase 4, is that they're just kind of getting, like, lazy with it. Like, lazy with everything. Like, they're not really trying as hard as they used to. Like, the amount of work that they could could be putting in, it feels like they're not trying yeah. to put in as much work anymore. The, the movie was like, okay, cool, we have this little romance story going on. Uh, this cool bad guy that they we really don't materialize anything. He he's cool. He's cool at the beginning. We appreciate his kind of journey, and then he ends up becoming just a bad guy. Mm. Uh, there's no there's not really any personal growth for Thor. Uh, they they'll like pretend like there is, but they're really like, it's kind of like. He not, just basically reset where he was at like the no, end. No, they they, they, they they give him a purpose, but it's kind of like okay, cool. That, that, that didn't really make any sense story-wise. The ending of the movie makes no sense story-wise. Um, I'm not going to tell you because I'm not going to spoil it for you, but it's 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 not it's not good writing. It's, it mm. makes, makes no sense. I mean, you can spoil it for me. I don't really care. I'm okay, so, spoiler. Else, so. so, the the character of Gore in the movie hates mm-hmm. gods. His daughter dies because the gods didn't help him, blah, blah. He finds, yeah. he finds his god that he prays to. His god like, laughs at him. He kills the god with the sword. Yeah. Okay, so the end of the movie, he oh, in the movie he kidnaps Asgardian kids to like lure out Thor because he wants he wants to be able to use the um the Bifrost the power or whatever. Oh, okay. So him and Jane are fighting Thor or fighting Gore, and uh, Jane dies because of the cancer. She like loses the hammer or whatever. They break they use the hammer to break the, the sword, which gives Gore his power. Right, but mm. at the end, of the, the whole point of the movie is that they're trying to find, basically, they're trying to find the Full Metal Alchemist gate uh, to have a wish, basically, to, find, yeah. to have a wish, basically. Uh-huh. And you, you, we're assuming that Gore's wish is to like kill all the gods, right, mm-hmm. to get revenge. Um, but then they they say, Gore, don't do this. No, you know, you know that blah blah blah. 
okay, so he wishes for his daughter to come back to life. But Gore is dying because of he's, he was dying before he found the sword. He's dying after the sword's broken. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, hey, Thor, please take care of my daughter. He's like, yeah, I will. And in the end of the movie, he's like, okay, the Gore's daughter has, like, superpowers because she was made from eternity. Like, she was, like, born, reborn from the Celestial or whatever the fuck. What the fuck? So she's all super powerful, and, like, Thor's, like, her dad. Like, her uncle now. And it's like, why would Gore give you... Why he? Why would he let you do that? Yeah, I don't I mean, know. It's, it's one of those typical stories, like, oh, bad guy sees wrongs of his ways. Now, there's a moment... I'm not going to get into it too much, but um, Gore looks at Thor while Jane's dying, and he's, like, holding her. And it makes him flash back to when he's holding his daughter dying. And that's his whole re- revelation, oh, Thor's a good guy. Because he actually cares for this human woman as she dies. Right? That's actually some of the worst running it's I've ever terrible. It's but terrible. But literally, in, earlier in the movie, when they're, when, they're, he, when Thor frees the kids, mm-hmm. he tells them to go gather weapons in this thing, because it's just him and the kids. And he gives each of them a little bit of Thor power so they can all fight. So they're all like running through the fucking thing, like using thunder powers. He's able to, to divvy up his, his powers as, as Thor to them, like a sheriff. I didn't He's even like, think that was possible. Hey, movie logic, whatever. Yes. So. Either way, he, he divvies out his abilities to them for temporary purposes so they can fight these monsters. Mm-hmm. Right? Literally, they could have written it better by being that, like, in the beginning of the movie, Gore asks the gods for powers for to save his daughter, to embed them with strength so they can survive. Mm-hmm. They don't. He, his daughter dies. If Gore was sitting there and he looked, looked, turned around and saw that Thor was willing to give his power up to these kids, yeah, he's a god. These are his guardian. These are its guardians. The people that worship them. He gives them powers. Oh, God is giving these human children so they can survive power. Mm-hmm. That could have been the turning point. Okay, he's this God actually cares for his yeah. people that you know pray to him or whatever the fuck. But no, it was that he was that he held Jane as she died from cancer, and then that's made him. It makes no fucking sense. Yeah. So and, also, they just status quo Thor as well. They're not even like gonna do anything more with Natalie Portman. They're like one movie. Nope. She's she's, she's in Valhalla now. She made time down in Valhalla. Yeah. Okay. One of the post credit scenes is her at Valhalla, like in Heimdall. Idris Elba meets her. He's like, "Welcome to Valhalla." Blah blah blah. I don't fucking care. Yeah. Don't so care. don't even get me started on fucking Miss Marvel, dude. Jesus Christ. Wait, Every... did she show up? No, but the, oh, sh- the, the show. show. Every every Wednesday. Dude, I have... I have absolutely zero motivation to ever even look that show in the fucking eye. Every goddamn Wednesday, I ask myself, why the fuck am I watching this stupid fucking why show? Why are you watching that show? It's terrible. It's terrible. That looked like, it looked like a fucking teeny bopper drama it, shit. It, it is at some point, and it's just terrible. The, the story is garbage. The characters are garbage. The fucking effects are garbage. Boom, Sakalaka! So I finished book seven of Dresden. Nice. Dead. nice. Um, I really, okay. I didn't really like it. I liked it. Um, I think I've read previous books that were a little better, Sure. but I liked, I still like where he's going with the character overall. Mm-hmm. And I liked the introduction of, 
I mean, I was texting you about it. I mean, I think the biggest thing to come out of this book for me that I'm fucking excited about is the fact that Dresden is a warden now. Yeah. I think that's that was the sickest fucking thing when I saw that. I was like, oh, hell yeah. He's a fucking wizard cop? Hell yes. Yeah. And then you were telling me that that explains his world even more. And I was like, hell yeah, dude. Fucking bring in more magic bitches. Like, yeah. I think that's the other thing that's like been severely lacking for my perspective up to this point, which is outside of like, I think like the two meetings he had with the White Council and his stuff with Ebenezer, he really has any, hasn't had any interactions with any other wizards except for bad wizards. Like or, it's only- or, or Morgan. Or Morgan, yeah. Or the one warden that thinks he's a fucking yeah. piece of shit and wants to fucking slice him in half. So um, I also like what they did with Morgan in this book too, which is like I always kind of figured that that was how Morgan was, but the fact that they actually kind of have dressed and go through this revelation of like he's not just a piece of shit. Like he's somebody that is by the rules. And so the fact that you broke the rules and like he's seen what happens when people break the rules – you're a liability to him. So the longer you're out here, like uncontrolled and like untested, the more dangerous he thinks that you are. So like him, like actually like trying to understand that mindset and like not being okay with him, but like being like, I actually kind of get where he's coming from now. I still still think he's a piece of shit, but I actually kind of know why he's kind of treated me the way that he has for so many years. And like, just that like extra layer of context that like just being the warden like gives him as a wizard, I think is super interesting. Yeah. Well then the, uh, from from here on, like him as a warden is a primary function of it's not yeah, just gonna be him. I was gonna get into that because I did start book eight as well, and like, you know, the first chapter of that is like his first he witnesses the execution of a dark magic kid like as a warden like he's made to stand there and witness it and i was like all right so we're just gonna get into this shit now we're like yeah now you have to watch kids get their heads chopped off if they stray to the dark side yeah and then other books down the road it's it's he's i mean there's a war and it's primarily that wardens are not just cops but they're also they're also soldiers soldiers, so he's going to be out there doing the council business and he has to either do Dresden or do council. Like he has to figure out where yeah. he, where he stands on it. And there's other stories in the, in coming up that are so, there are very much all about wizards and there's stories that are not. It depends on, okay. it depends on what story, what, what he's progressing in each book. Cause uh, butcher does different, has like, there are certain stories that are books that are primarily about the Nicodemus and stuff like that. And there's books that are about other stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know that he's shown back up, especially with all of his shit with Lacio, Lacio, whoever, however you Lashel say that, fucking, or something. Lashel, something like that. That's whoever how you, I like say yeah. the, the angel that's in his head, uh, and that's probably the, my other, my probably my second favorite part of book seven, which is when he has his like in mind conversation between Lashel and his like super ego. Yeah. Um, which the which Butcher is like touched on Dresden's super ego before. I can't remember what book it was, but I know he's definitely brought up like the super ego that Dresden has inside of him before, like the guy that looks fucking like trim cut and he has like the fucking nice looking like slim cut shirt and the dark jeans and all that kind of shit, like the that personality of his and like actually like seeing like an argument play out between like the you need to use this power or you're going to die. And not only are you going to die, but everybody that you're trying to protect is also going to die. And your death is going to mean nothing. Yeah. And like that, 
that balance between his mind and then you also have a fucking goddamn fallen angel in his head being like, yeah, use my power, bitch. Yeah. So, um, well, yeah, it gets, it gets, I really like it a lot. And I, I, I say there are times talk about it, but like, he, Dresden gets to a harder place mm-hmm. with, with the, with the anime power up. Yeah. He gets harder decisions he has to make. Um, and there's some really good scenes that involve him and the angel. Like mm-hmm. later on, and it, 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 it gets really good, and it's hard to not talk about it because I don't I like. There's so many things that happen from that book that you're on now to the current book that mm-hmm. the things that I want to say like are so irrelevant now because they're just they're mm-hmm. st- they're status quo now. Like like they're just part of the lore. But they're but you haven't mm. got there yet, so they're not they, they're 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 a big deal when you get there. But where we're at now in battleground, they're like it's just part of Harry. Mm. So we're so it's because it's been it's been ten years or whatever since whatever. <clears throat> right. So it's hard, but um, you're getting there, man. Nice. The, the next book you're in, um, proven guilty. Proven guilty. I I I like this book a lot. It's a very mm-hmm. to me it's a very fun book. It's a very mm-hmm. personal book to okay. not to me, but like in the, in, in the world, right. It's a very personal book. Um, I kind of felt like it was going to be like that from the back of the book when I was reading it, where it's like some, I think the book back of the book, it said like somebody's daughter that he hasn't seen in like forever shows up and like basically snowballs into like whatever the main yeah, plot's gonna be yeah. so I, I wish that you uh, i wish you have have got there already so I can, we can just mention yeah that. i haven't got there quite yet i think i'm like 80 pages in but like i also realized when i picked up this book that this book is like i think a 200 pages longer than like any other previous dresden book and there's a fucking lot of setup with like the warden stuff that like i'm still yeah. kind of in love right now well when you find out uh who the daughter is let me know yeah i will um but yeah, I'm excited to get into it. Um, also, the fact that he fucking rode around on a T-Rex was, I was like, hell yeah. Yeah, that's cool. That was fucking sick. Dylan! You son of a bitch. The most of my time, uh, the last few weeks, um, I've been not really doing much. I've been watching cool movies here and there. I watched Princess Diaries 2 last night with my fiance. Uh, watched okay. Star- I watched Star Trek 09 last night with my fiance. The um the 2009 Star uh, Trek. JJ yeah. JJ Abrams. Okay. Yeah, because because he's because okay. Chris Pine's in Princess Diary too. I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna watch Star Trek. Oh, now. he is. Yeah, he's he's the, main, he's the main he's made love interest. Yeah. Um, but most of I, I would say like 90 percent of my free time mm-hmm. has been spent uh watching this show because I a few weeks ago I was I was really stressed out because of school. Mm-hmm. So I didn't feel like watching movies. I feel like watching just like gar- not garbage TV, but like just popcorn TV. Mm-hmm. And the last time I did, I watched this show. It helped me a lot, and that's the show Running Man. Oh, which okay. Is, which is a Korean variety show. Yeah. So if that you remember, yeah, it was like a year ago now. Yeah, but I think it's been about a year since you talked about it. I, I watched a hundred episodes of that show. You did. So I was like, okay, I was I went back to it. I've been I, I check up on it every now and then. I go back to the website to see if I want to start watching. And I just and I just never commit. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was on episode. I skipped a couple episodes. Uh, so I was on episode 109. When I left off. 
Okay. There's like 600 episodes. Of this. It's still going. <laughs> it's still going. Yeah. Um, but from the last couple weeks ago to now, I've got moved from and I and I've skipped a couple episodes here and there. Not too mm-hmm. many, but I've skipped like a couple. Uh, on episode 168, and they're about an hour and a half long. A lot of hours in TV. They're they're, they're an hour and a half long. Yeah, God. That's the other th- crazy thing too is that Korean like variety shows are basically double the length of like American episodes. They're, they're huge, oh. and, I, and I don't know where the commercials are at because there's no commercial break. I don't know where it's at. Yeah, I don't know how other like uh, um, countries like handle their commercial breaks. Like, do they not run ads as much? Because like we'll get into one of the things that I was watching, but like. Um, it's a British show, and like I feel like I don't see commercial. I don't really notice any commercial breaks in that either. And that might just be the way that like it's filmed, and you can just like put them wherever you want. But um, I just googled it. Apparently, in Korea, commercials in the middle of shows are not allowed. So you all, so they can only do stuff at like the tail end of shows. I guess, or yeah, well, this is from just a quick Reddit search. I don't know. So I'm wondering how. So is it like, do they do just like 25 minutes of commercials like at once? Like that's so fucking bonkers. Apparently, the government has like super. This is the Reddit post. Super tight restrictions on it. So there's like five, six minute long commercial breaks. Damn. Between. Right. But like, yeah, I, I, I'm on episode 168 right now, and I've said before uh, this is a year ago, obviously, but I don't care about K-pop. I don't mm-hmm. care about. I like Korean movies, so when there's movie stars on there that I know, I, I, I get excited. Because there's been times where I've been watching the show. Yeah, I'm, I'm only on episode 168, so this is like 2013 still. Mm-hmm. 2014. So right. this is like this is still like eight years ago where I'm where I'm watching that, you know. So like there was an episode a few episodes ago that I was watching where they um, were replicating this Korean movie that came out that year, which is like a, a court case of like a serial killer. And they, hmm. they they brought in three guests, which were all, like, notorious Korean actors who play bad guys. Uh-huh. And, like, two of the guys that I didn't really – I wasn't familiar with. But one of the guys is the fucking main bad guy from The Man from Nowhere. Oh, shit. For real? Yeah. I was like, I fucking know that guy. And then they, and they talk about Man from Nowhere. They reference it all this shit. I was like, dude, this is fit. So there's times where they bring actors in who are – but the top the top tier Korean people, Korean actors, like, they brought the guy from Squid Game. Okay. Now, obviously, this is this is nine Way years ago. So he, this is yeah. from him doing. I think the movie was called. Um, I've seen the movie, New Age or New Dawn or New Tomorrow. It's a gangster movie. Hmm. So hmm. they bring in people from. They're bringing actors in who I recognize, who I know, and that's really cool because they'll they'll they really play well, and then they'll mm-hmm. bring in the pop stars that I don't really know. I might be familiar with a couple of them, but I'm not a huge K-pop fan. Right. Um, that they're fine, but they're usually from the what I understand now is that the the show currently is very different. Mm. Whereas like the show where I'm watching is very physical, Running Man. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like a lot of like water games and like quiz games that you get like th- there's like a bunch of funny fun physical things and the the main games you tear off people's name tags and like a, like a tag kind of game. Mm-hmm. But apparently, after 11 years of doing that. The people are, are really fucking. They, their bodies are broken. So right. the show now is very much more of a calm down, like smaller <clears throat> variety show in terms of what they do. Like they're not like doing elaborate, chasing each other, running through the mud, wrestling each other. 
type of stuff because people are one hurt more often because they're older and two apparently i saw like a comment from someone in the show was like yeah by year five we would bring guests in to go rip rip our name tags off and play tag but no one could beat us because we were so fucking good at playing tag every fucking week because I'm, I'm literally watching the show right now and they'll bring guests in who are like so excited like oh we watch the show every week we're excited to go play the name tag game, which is where you just like go into a building and chase each other and tear off your name tag. That's how you win. Mm-hmm. And it's a physical fight. You have to fight to get the name tag off. It's Velcro. Where I'll be watching episodes where the beginning of the show, they're trying to figure it out. Right? They're like, they'll cheat their way. They'll like make deals with each other. They'll cheat. They'll, someone will turn around. They'll rip it off. And I'm watching them perfect how to do it. So mm-hmm. now they'll bring a guest in and they'll actually like, hey, just so you know. We're on the same team. And they'll, like, hey, rip my name tag off. That's the wrong way to do it. Put your hand here, put your hand here, and they turn around and you pull it off naturally. But they're t- teaching this technique, right? Damn. So I can imagine that, like, by year five, it's like, you can't beat these guys. Yeah. Like, no matter what, these guys are the best. Because mm-hmm. um, they had a, they had an episode for another show called Laws of the Jungle, which is, like, a very, like, physical like they go into the woods and they like climb trees and they like you know um like build stuff out of wood like survivor like it's like it's a show like that mm-hmm. so like they did every episode is a bunch of different games and they're all a lot of them are physical so a lot of the physical games they're the running man team was getting crushed mm-hmm. the, like there, there was like a competition where they like they're at a water park and they like go do these stupid different things that each each section of the water park they're like put on flippers and do like 10 uh put on the foot flippers and like do 10 jump ropes with them mm-hmm. on and then walk over to like a, a pool and then give them a bowl and they like, get on top of someone's shoulders and take off they take off their socks in the pool like with their feet and then they get out what of the, the pool fr- and like run over someone else and they had to like hula hoop this giant hula hoop while someone threw them a ball and they catch like five balls and then they oh would hand this bowl over and run to someone else's. They, and they hand it off and they would run up a slide, a water slide, go down the water slide and they would get out and like do a ping, like a like a, um, a beer pong toss into a trash can. Mm-hmm. And like all these games are physical for the first like four sections of the show. The main, the running man team got like crushed, just physically mm-hmm. got crushed because these people are way more physically fit except for like one guy, the running man team who's buff. Final game of the show is the name tag game. Mm-hmm. And these guys were like, holy shit. I thought that these guys were fucking weak. No, these guys are fucking like, they know how to play this game. Yeah. And they, they were saying it on the video. So um, <clears throat> right now I'm still early in the show uh, where the show is still super physical. And that's where the fun, the fun is at. I'm having a good time mm-hmm. binging, binging the fuck out of this show. And right. you would think that I would give a fuck about K-pop. I still don't give a shit about K-pop. Um, I'm having a good time. Um, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to go back to watching movies yet. So yeah, I'm watching Running Man. I got. So that's pretty much all I've been nice. doing. Um, so I really only have like two other things. Uh, Land on you, dude. The other thing is kind of what I talked about earlier. I started watching a new show that I found. I don't even remember how I found it. I think it just popped up. It's one of those things that like just randomly popped up in my YouTube feed. 
And I was able to find that, like, at least the first season was all on YouTube for free with ads, which was nice. So I watched it, and it's called The Goes Wrong Show. Okay. Uh, show by <clears throat> put on by this group called Mischief Theater. Basically, the premise of the show is that they do these, like, 30-minute plays, like, actually on a stage with a live studio audience. And the whole premise is that they just fuck up. And it's, I tell you what, I have not laughed as hard at a show in a really fucking long time. Yeah. I might just speak because I know, like, the ins and outs of, like, stage design as well from, like, high school theater stuff. So I kind of know, like, what's going on and, like, how difficult some of this shit would be to do and how difficult it is not only to do, but to fuck up and make it look like an accident. Yeah. Um, but it's really, really funny. Um and so, yeah, I'm just having fun with that. Not too much else to say about that. I just think it's it's a really, really enjoyable watch for me. It's been what I've been doing when I don't want to watch, like, actual, like, nar- narrative shows yeah. or, like, a movie or some shit like that. It's a fun, easy thing to, like, turn on, and it's, like, one of those things that's just, like, it's easy to just, like, turn your brain off and watch and enjoy. It's super fun. I just wish the second season was, like, as easy to find as the first season was, and it's, like, hidden behind some, like, Paywall. some fucking weird... Yeah, like BBC play wall, like Broadway thing. And I was like, God damn it, dude. I just want to watch this. Like, I don't want to have to buy this, like, BBC membership that I'm never going to fucking use in my entire life. You should maybe check out. There's a um, a podcast that was on Earwolf <clears throat> or on, hmm. um, related to Earwolf. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, God, what's it called? It's called like, the Teacher's Lounge is the podcast, but it's a, it's a, it's a sketch improv group. Okay. Um, I don't know what, what their actual name is. Um teacher's lounge podcast because the the podcast is not necessarily okay big grande is the is the is the podcast group or the comedy group uh improv big group grande? uh big grande and they um had had a series of shows they they put out online it's like four episodes or whatever they're pretty cheap you can buy each each one called mm-hmm. uh big grande live on set and okay. i watched that a few months ago um because i just found that they, i just saw that they put it out and mm-hmm. I, bought, I bought all four episodes right right away and it was some of the best improv I've seen in forever. Okay. It was so fucking funny, dude. It was mm-hmm. so good. And their podcast is really great. The Teachers Lounge is really great, but it's also behind a paywall. But it's like it was it's worth it. They're so they're so funny. And like yeah. the same thing you're talking about with like because you said that's a British show, mm-hmm. which I I'm all about. Yeah, like Korea and. England, they have like the same. They love the, these panel shows. Like they're all about it. Yeah, they fucking love these like panel or like yeah like ensemble type shows. Like they fucking love them. But there's a there's a Korean variety show that I think you might like called The Great Escape. Okay. Uh, and it's a it's a bunch of comedians or uh, Korean comedians or they'll bring like MMA fighters, like a, a, a ragtag group of people who are all good together, and they have to do mm-hmm. escape rooms. And okay. there's one escape room that's like a zombie escape escape room, and it's mm-hmm. it was this is like my first season. There's like four seasons I think, but it's really, okay. really fucking good. It's really okay. funny, and like it's a much smaller time commitment. Mm-hmm. But you have Amazon Prime. Yeah, I do. You gotta watch Documental. Documental. It's a Japanese okay. show. It's a famous Japanese show. You've definitely seen clips of this guy's show before. Um, I can't remember his name, Hitsuri or Hitoshi or something. He's a famous Japanese mm-hmm. comedian, apparently. He does the show like the Gaki no 
Kaki no Sukai or something like that. You know, the, the, remember the MTV show, The Silent Library? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's based on this guy's show. Okay. Um, I believe so. It's the Japanese, a long-running Japanese show, which is like basically the don't laugh game. And okay. They put, they put comedians in the situation not to laugh. Well, he made a show called Documental, which is basically strip all that, strip all the externals away, put right. put ha- ten comedians or whatever in one room, and mm-hmm. whoever laughs last wins. Okay. And he, he had a theory. He's like, and there's they're all four seasons. There's five seasons on, on Amazon Prime. There's like eight seasons or nine in Japan. You can find them online. If you wanted mm-hmm. to actually watch all of them, but the ones that are on Amazon are, are, are good. But it ends up being like, if there's a if there's six six guy comedians in a room, how mm-hmm. fast does it gradually devolve, devolve into dick and ball jokes? And there's <laughs> so many times where like, they just pull their dicks out and they'll like fart and like pull their and like it's like so funny because at first it's like comedic bits mm-hmm. and like pre pre. Uh, pre-made material to make comedians laugh yeah and then as the time runs down and people get kicked out of the room for laughing <clears throat> it becomes psychopath like what's innately funny it's like his goal it is fine like yeah. comedians are innately funny what can they do to make people just purely laugh and mm-hmm. there's a t- season there's a, a bit in season um five where there's this like toy mm-hmm that they this guy brought that will repeat mm-hmm. what you say at a higher pitch frequency or higher higher pitch tone mm-hmm. and the guy who brought it thought he was going to get someone else to laugh with it or something but he mm-hmm. ends up get, making himself laugh because it's so it's so goofy and like i think I, I think he like farts in it or something and it farts back out or something like that and it's like so it's like the epitome of dude humor because they, they bring in there's like there's female comedians in there but they don't they don't last that long. Yeah. They don't get they don't get that close to the to the end. I don't know why they don't they don't he doesn't bring that many in. I don't know if that's just Japanese culture or what, but mm-hmm. it's really fucking funny, especially if you like like because the Japanese comedy is obviously different than American comedy. Right. But there's a bit in the first season. I'm not gonna rumble ramble on the middle of your talking, but mm-hmm. there's a bit in the first season where. It, again, it just, it's improv, basically, at a certain point. Like, they bring their yeah. own little bits and stuff, but eventually it becomes, like, what can I think of on the spot to make make, make, yeah. make, make people laugh? And there's a bit where, like, oh, yeah, when I was in jail, this guy wasn't in jail, uh, there's a game you play where you, how fast you could pull your butt apart. <laughs> so they, they, they would, like, he, like, pull his pants down, and then they would, like, look serious, and they would go, go! And then you would have to, like, Pull your pull your balls out and like stretch your butt cheek out and like they had like five people do this like on camera like five comedians did it just just to do it it, it it's oh my god it, it, it it's it's so funny no oh, I'll so, have to check that out god damn it I was watching season five they they dropped it a few months ago I was watching it being like I gotta tell Zach dude Zach has to watch the show this is so fucking funny it's so funny <laughs> yeah dude I definitely need to check that out that sounds fucking hilarious oh my god. I don't know if I can find a clip of it. So what was your last thing you checked out? Uh, the last thing that I was going to bring up was uh, Spriggan, which I don't know oh, if you yeah. finished it. I haven't finished it yet, no. Okay. Uh, then I probably won't dig in too much into it. But um, Spriggan, based off an old manga from – is it from the 90s? Yeah. Or the 80s? One of the two. I'm pretty sure it's the early 90s, I think. Um, but yeah, so uh, anime, basic premise is 
I think it's I feel like I've heard of something similar to this before. It like brings up things in my head of like it's like a cross between like Indiana Jones and like what was that one? That sci-fi show where there was like a warehouse full of like old shit. Warehouse they, like, 48 get... or whatever. Yeah, something like that. It's like a similar type of thing where it's like each episode dangles around some weird piece of like ancient alien technology that our main character has to like try to defend from like people that would want to abuse it or or whatever. Um, overall, really, really solid action show. I liked it a lot. Um, there's a lot of CGI animation in it, but honestly, like the way that they use it, I think works for the show. It helps create a little bit more dynamic action. Um, unfortunately, you can like kind of compare and contrast the animation between the original movie that came out and like, I think like the early 2000s or something like that. It feels, it 92. feels like 90s too. Okay. Pretty so it feels sure. like, a, yeah, it feels like a movie from that area era. Uh, there's specifically one scene that I remember somebody posted in like my anime group of like the Arctic battle. Yeah. And like the difference between the way that like the battle looks in the movie versus the way the battle looks in the show. Um, I think animation wise, the movie looks better, but I overall liked the choreography of like what they were able to do in the show. And also they did a lot more storytelling um, in the show that made sense compared to the movie. Cause like I tried to read through the plot of the movie and I was like, this is such a fucking clusterfuck yeah. of like all these other episodes they clearly like tried to take all the episodes and they like took parts from each of them and like slammed it into one fucking movie. Cause I know the one bit, uh, one of the bits in the movie is something that is actually brought up in the last episode. So I won't spoil it cause you haven't got there yet. But, um, but overall really, really solid. I'm really, really happy with it. Um, they kind of, they kind of give a teaser that they might do more episodes. I'd be down if they did some more. Cause honestly, I just had a fun time with it. it like I said, it gave me Indiana Jones vibes, uh, very, very heavily. Um, and I'm a fucking huge fucking baby back bitch simp for in, anything Indiana Jones like. So, yeah. uh, we should do an episode where we watch the, the, um, the librarian or whatever it's called. Oh yeah. Yeah. I can't remember. Is that what's called librarian? I think so. I think that's got the guy from that show that me and my family watched that nobody's ever fucking heard of, Falling Skies. Yes, I think he, that is him. It's also the I guy think from he was ER. In, yeah, he's like the librarian or something yeah, like that. It's also the guy from ER. Is he from ER too? Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah that's how I know him. Yeah. Okay. I did not know that. Yeah, because I think there's three movies and there's the TV show. Okay. I didn't see anything about the TV show, but yeah, TV, or I think I've only seen the TV show. The but. TV show has he's 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 in the show as a as a little bit as a guest star. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure the show follows Rebecca Romaine. Okay. Rebecca Romaine Lettuce. So it's mostly the movies. And the movies is him because they're like made for okay. TV movies. Apparently they're really good. I haven't seen I've only seen clips of them. But Yeah, I think I've only seen like I never I know I've never actually watched them. I think they played them on like They're like sci-fi. They might have been like sci-fi or maybe like even Spike TV or something like that. Like back either, near the I, end. I like think they're either sci-fi or, or maybe they're TNT. Oh, that could be TNT. That's that's for sure. Um, Indiana Jones Five. When did Indiana Jones Five come out? Oh, they were. They were in TNT. All right, Which so, actually makes sense because Falling Skies was TNT too, so that totally makes sense of why he just kept showing back up. Apparently, Indy Five comes out next June. Mm. So I propose for. A year from now, 
We not only are we going to do every Indiana Jones movie we're in review. We're going to do all the library. We're going to do all the library movies, and then we're also going to do um, what else is? We're going to do the Mummy. Oh shit, dude! One, two, three. Hell yeah! What else is Indiana Jones like? Um, well, Uncharted, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Tomb Raider. Tomb. Yeah. How are we not going to review games? What are we talking about? We need to do the Angelina Jolie movies. Uh, we'll do those, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Zach, is there anything else you want to mention, though, man, for the pod? No, that's it. That's all I really had on uh, on my list. We had quite quite the healthy list this month. So. Yeah, dude. Uh, well, guys, thanks for listening. We'll see you back next week with the next topic for Check the Vending Machines. See you guys.